0: The Max Level Podcast for May 4th, 2020 is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday, and BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. On with the show. The following episode has been paid for by the New World Order. Wait a second. No, it hasn't. This is Max Level. This is Level Down Games. We'll be Dan, I noticed you uh, changed your name to Streamer Dan in uh, in Discord over the, sometime in the past couple days.
1: Yeah, I think it was uh, sometime midweek. I changed it. I figured since I'm getting called Streamer Dan, I might as well go by Streamer Dan, and I kind of like it. as a We, nice we, start, we
0: started that on BG Mania. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love it. It's got a nice ring to it. It Makes me feel good. Yeah. At, at the end of the show, I was. I think I started calling you Streamer Dan, and then Frank started calling you Streamer Dan, and. Uh, speaking of Frank, he he said he's gonna come back on max level at some point soon. Oh yeah? Yeah, he's almost done working on Saturdays apparently. So hopefully uh, we'll we'll have Frank back with us relatively soon. Surprise! Uh, sad he didn't make today's because it's May Fourth, and you know Frank is such a big Star Wars fan, and I know he loved the uh, the most recent movie. What Was it called Rise of Skywalker? Rise of the Skywalker?
2: Oh, I wouldn't know. I, I du- Star Wars Dumpster Fire, something like that. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't I
0: actually I I never did see it. I heard so many bad things about it, and Frank told me that it wasn't worth going to see because it he he thought it was terrible so i don't know <laughs> well did, I never did see it. That? i don't know no i don't think so i i remember kyle also saying it was bad so jessica and i never have never have seen the uh the most recent star wars yet so maybe we we'll must have uh...
2: must have failed the 20 minute test you know
0: is it i wonder yeah. if it's out yet <laughs> Can you, the 20 minute test. I wonder if you can watch it yet. If it's not on Disney plus for May 4th, Disney failed.
2: I don't even know, dude. I don't even plan on watching that. You could have it on like the airplane, like the free movies on the airplane and my phone could be dead and my switch could be broken and I still probably wouldn't watch it. I'd, I'd probably watch something
0: else over that. I mean, what would you, what would you watch? You'd have no options. If you were on a plane, your phone was dead and your switch was broken.
2: Well, nowadays on the plane, they have the little thing in the back of the seat where you get to pick from a selection well, what if it of was, movies. What if it was just playing The Rise <laughs> of Skywalker? I feel like I just go to sleep. I, I really do. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not even trying to be difficult. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just, I have zero interest in it.
0: Sean, it's May 4th. We got to get into the Star Wars celebratory. Okay, hang on uh, I don't know.
2: I love celebrating Star Wars, but
0: I just, I would rather,
2: I would rather celebrate Ewoks and things like that. If they have Ewoks in the new one, then I'm in. You tell me, you know, tell me the story. That's fine. I want to see the little Ewok guys. What is a Star War? That's what I want to know. What is what is a Star War? What is a Star War? <laughs>
0: But if you didn't know what a Star War was, we'll tell you what Max Level is. And that is a weekly video game podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. For those just joining us, welcome home. Max Level is a breakfast powwow between this week, three friends wrapped up in an all-purpose gaming show. I know, the old Steve Austin sound quote. There he is, three. He is here. (laughs) What? (laughs) On today's quickly thrown together episode, we'll be touching on more Animal Crossing New Horizons before diving into the newly released Streets of Rage 4. From there, Jeff Keighley has announced the Summer Game Fest 2020, spanning from this month all the way through August. And apparently there's a lot of stuff happening. We'll break it down and discuss how this definitely improves the outlook on the rest of this year in terms of new announcements and having reasons to actually be excited. I'm your host, Brian, and joining us this week, we have over in the sound booth, it's Sean. What's going
2: on, everybody? Hey, quick shout-out real quick, just so everybody knows. Quick shout-out to your uh, college credits. I've been up up for 25 hours, so I haven't been drinking. Like, I'm (laughs) fine. Sound like you have not I I know. I know. Like... I sounded like this when I took the Valium to get the MRI, you know? (laughs) That's how I feel right now. I feel like I freaking took something and now I'm just like chilling. And I'm cold. You know when you've been up for too long and your body's like, hey man, you're cold. I'm wearing two hoodies, some sweatpants. Did you say cold?
0: House slippers. After we're done with this, are you going to bed? I don't know, man. I mean I'm just cold, man. You never meant to be so cold. (laughs) Yeah! There you
1: (laughs) go. That's a good way to start the episode off. Let's go. Dan's also here. I am here. What's going on, guys?
0: What is going on, indeed? Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for of our content. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. Do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review. So we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. I do want to briefly talk Animal Crossing again this week. I know we've been talking a lot about it, but the, the cool thing is that it, it's an ever-changing thing and there's yeah, always man, the something somewhat, there's always something somewhat new to talk about, whether it's just new adventures or something interesting that happened over the past week. And for me in particular, I know last week we titled the episode, or at least I did because I edited it. Everybody loves Raymond. And I went on this villager hunt and I think I talked about it a little bit last week, but I decided (laughs) that I was going to utilize the trade system within the game. To trade some of the villagers that I had already accumulated, turn those into Nook Mile tickets, and then turn those into new villagers to then turn those into more Nook Mile tickets to eventually get enough Nook Mile tickets to get the villagers that I wanted. You're a mad lad. (laughs) <laughs> I ended up trading probably three or four of the ones that I had for a couple hundred Nook mile tickets and was able to use those to get a couple of new villagers. But in the end, I ended up getting everybody that I absolutely wanted in New Horizons. So let me let first, Sean, take a, take a quick guess. How many uh Nook mile tickets I spent in total because I haven't spent I haven't spent a single nook mile ticket since I got Raymond so I know exactly how many I spent to get everybody including Raymond I'm gonna go with 320. Dan what do you think uh, see I was thinking around the 300s okay you're both way off <laughs> How bad are we talking here? Well, you you, you got to about half. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my gosh. I spent a total of 607. Holy smokes. And a that lot, is dude. it is a lot. I, I have some pretty bad luck when it comes to RNG. I've always life? been a. No, life in general. I was going to say I've always <laughs> been a fairly. It's true, though. I've always been a fairly unlucky person. Like I don't ever get like I, I never win things that often. I don't usually have good luck when it comes to finding something relatively fast. It always takes me the longest amount of tries possible. My my luck has always been pretty much down in the dumps. It's the uh, the famous Phil Helmuth quote. Shout yeah, out to man. that. Yeah, yeah. If it yeah. wasn't for bad yeah, luck, yeah. you'd have no luck at all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it really would. But. Luckily, I was able to come into that many, and I still have um, a little bit of Nook Mile tickets left over, but I did almost use all of what I had, so I did get sort of lucky getting Raymond at the end. But I have Raymond, I have Audie, I have Apollo, I have Renee, I have so many cool characters. I got Stitches back, I got Kiki. uh, How many times have you gotten Stitches, man? Isn't that like the fifth time that you've had Stitches? Stitches has been around, man, but Stitches is a character that is able to get you some actual Nook. Mile tickets.
2: <laughs> a oh, lot of really? people
0: want stitches. Yeah, a lot of people want stitches. A lot of people want uh, the more popular characters and you can trade those for Nook Mile tickets, as we talked about last week on the show, since Nook Mile tickets have become somewhat of their own micro transaction currency. But like I talked about last week, as long as you are trading like in-game stuff for in-game stuff, I have no issues with it. It's when it, it all boils back down to when you start trading in-game stuff for real money. Correct.
1: That's, yeah, when, that's, that's
0: when I start having an issue with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But when you're trading in-game stuff or in-game stuff, like if you're trading characters for tickets or characters for other characters or characters for items, I don't care about that. That's the way the game was designed. But just don't spend real money on it if you're out there listening to this. And yeah, you, you dirtbags. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I
1: you know, I don't know how easily it is. I, I don't think we discussed it. And I thought about it at some point this week. You know, we talked about how micro the community has made this game micro transactions, I mean, what stops people from kind of getting screwed over? You know, if you spend that 40 bucks, what if that person doesn't send you that item or character that you spent the money on you know how easily is it to kind of get screwed over
0: well there is no obligation for them to give you the stuff either because it's not a like actual thing that is supposed to be happening like nintendo has no control over it so you can't complain to nintendo correct i bought 400 tickets off this person and they didn't come give them to me they're gonna be like okay yeah that's yeah maybe don't do that I don't know it makes me think of the wow gold route yeah i mean well, what did we used to do because i never really bought wow gold either i oh, think me neither I... I never bought wow gold no i i'm being legit yeah. but my friend <laughs> Uh, Eric used to buy wild gold all the time and he used to just give me some of like, like we used to split it. So he always used to buy it and I I would just usually give him money and we would split the gold or whatever, but I never actually bought from a service itself. So I don't actually know how the process worked then if you bought gold and they never delivered it to you i don't know
2: well it, it just pretty much was like you messaged the site and you told them and usually the site was pretty chill about it because their their most effective marketing was word of mouth like within within guilds and people who are friends and stuff like that so they actually tried to do right by me a, a lot um you know I, i'll admit it back in back in the day before bc came out all those years ago i, I bought wow gold and it was sketchy dude i was nervous you know i was i was poor working at like a freaking minimum wage job spending 20 some odd dollars on wow gold and stuff it was it was kind of nerve-wracking but it was a uh, it was an experience man and let me tell you i just feel like it's the wild wild west nowadays like people are
0: i was gonna say it was much uh you know much more established back then and and warcraft being a a much more established online community than animal crossing has at least up to now so i think really if you if you do buy something in new horizons your best option is to complain to paypal and hopefully you know they take care of it or whoever you paid through but I, I'd still just recommend not doing it. But gameplay wise, I've been uh, changing a lot of things in my actual island over the past week, and I've been having fun. I, I had fun actually hunting for villagers. Uh, I Jessica watched me do a good majority of that and now has decided that when one of her villagers moves out, she just kind of wants to go out there and see what she gets now on the on the uh, the mystery island tours, because that is a big part of the game. And it actually is quite fun is seeing all the new villagers that are out there, all the villagers that are available and and really finding the ones that click with you most. So that way you do have the villagers you want in your own particular island. It was a lot of fun doing that. I'm glad I did it, even though I spent a crap ton of tickets. I'm glad I did it in the end. And, uh, you know, that, like I said, that gave me something the last seven days that gave me something to do in the game, because oh, yeah. na- now that I have the villagers I want, I've decided to build a community around those villagers and around the the idea that I have these villagers now that I know are going to be permanent, at least for for the time being. So I, I have a clear idea in my head with what I want to do next. And I may not have had that without the villagers. So who knows? Uh, but it was exciting for me.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, the game has had some good updates. It's been pretty fun. I, I actually am disappointed in the, in the donkey punch that Nintendo gave us over this whole. Uh, bells. Wait, are, you, are, are the bells? What do you wait the the tur- the turnips like we're making too much money so they gotta kill our interest and um i feel like i feel like they're gonna change the turnip uh cost and payout and all that stuff too i don't know if that's legit or not but i thought you I were talking about day. the
0: the donkey punch that nintendo delivered with the uh the mayday update because that sucked oh uh, <laughs> yeah i didn't even do it yet to be honest that's yeah i haven't done it that's either funny i i don't know i just I, I saw on Frank this put week. in. Uh, I saw Frank put in there that he, he enjoyed the Mayday Maze. I was like, dude, it's fucking lame. <laughs> you only do it once, and it, there's really no point. I don't know. I, I didn't <laughs> enjoy the Mayday <laughs> stuff. I thought the the Nature Day thing, getting the extra Nook miles each day, was kind of cool, but. The, uh, the the most latest update, the May Day stuff, I wasn't a huge fan of.
2: No, you know what? I, I haven't done it yet, so I'm not going to sit here and, and speculate. I'm sure it'll be good enough for me. But, um I, I dude, my freaking bells per turnip, it was like 36 yesterday. Luckily, Jess was like, yeah, come on over. And she had them for higher than I paid for. But gosh, I was just,
0: what the freak, dude? Like, I, I don't even Sounds know like how you just need to do to, uh, You just need to get more into the turnip game, Sean. I know. You're slacking. You got to join the right Discord servers. You got to get on Twitter. You gotta, awesome, you gotta actually join social media. I don't. I don't like it, man. It makes living off the grid over there poofy. means you're living off the turnip grid. Oh, well, we'll
2: see, man. We'll see.
0: <laughs> I, I'm afraid to do it, man. My turnips are selling for
2: 104 right now. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, you buy it's, it whatever they're selling at, yeah.
0: and you'll always, always, always be able to sell for like 300 or more. The fact that you didn't last week means that you suck. No, I was kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
2: I've, I'm used to hearing that. Shoot, <laughs> no, I know. Ha 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 He's smug son of a bee
1: yeah now that i am like works kind of settled down a little bit I'm getting off at a decent time my uh, uh me and the wife will kind of just watch some shows and I'll just that's the nice thing about you know having the switch being able to have it undocked I was able to just kind of sit there on the couch and just kind of play and focus on making some money and grinding and I, I got a few new characters in not ones that I want so I will try to get rid of them and uh get some of the uh, other characters that I want but yeah I've, I've tried to put in some more time in so I can try to catch up because I want to get into terraform and pattern designs and try, you know, try to really put my touch on my town because that's kind of that's the kind of stuff I like to do. That's why I love like SimCity and uh, uh, City Skylines, games like that. You know, I, I like to do that kind of stuff. So it'll be really cool to
0: actually start designing my island the way that I want it to look. Yeah, yeah that's, what I, that's that's what I've been kind of drawn in by most over the past few weeks, as I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago with the universal codes and how that like that hook wasn't there like it was in the original game. Uh, Terraform has become that hook now for me, so I, I, I have enjoyed that aspect a lot. But I don't want to beat Animal Crossing too much because I know we've been talking about it a lot over the past month, month and a half. So we're really not going to drive it home too much on today's episode. Uh, I actually don't have a ton to talk about in terms of new games. I know we were going to talk some Trials of Mana this week, but I actually didn't end up buying it yet because shout out to our friends over at Sega, but they did provide a copy of the recently released Soccer Awards. And I have been playing that a little bit over the past week. Well, actually quite a bit and I didn't want to jump into Trials of Mana at the same time that I was jumping into that, like both brand new games and I didn't want to start them in the same week. So I held off on Trials of Mana, but I also have been putting a ton of time into Streets of Rage 4. So that is the game I want to talk about. And I've actually finished Streets of Rage 4. It's not that long of a game, which I was kind of disappointed by. How long was the play time for you? Three hours, 20 minutes or so, three and a half hours right around oh, there. Wow. OK. So, wow, so it's 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 not that long. Um, I, uh, I I was looking forward to Streets of Rage 4 and I'm not disappointed in the actual gameplay. I think the game is honestly, it's 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 really fucking fun. It's what I wanted from Streets of Rage 4. Just I wanted it to be longer. But I always I say that. But beat ups never have been like, you know, super lengthy games I know I'm just comparing it in my head to last year's, and maybe that's unfair of me, but I'm comparing it to last year's River City Girls because they're two relatively similar games. Obviously, both beat-em-ups, both IPs and franchises from the 80s, River City Girls being River City Ransom related and Streets of Rage obviously being Streets of Rage. But River City Girls was seven, eight hours in length, which is kind of what I expected from Streets of Rage 4. But then I got on. uh, I got into the game and and really started rolling. And I noticed that some things were starting to conclude already. Uh, There are 12 stages. So in terms of like different locales and places that you're visiting, there is a nice variety that you're going to see. But everything just feels somewhat short. And I don't know if, um, you know, the ongoing pandemic had anything to do with it. Maybe things got cut. I have no idea. But just it it didn't feel rushed, but it just felt like it could have been longer. And I, I think my enjoyment levels with Streets of Rage 4 would have been higher had, had I been able to put more time into it. But while I was there, man, the the soundtrack's great. Yuzo Koshiro submitted, uh, I want to say, one one track to the soundtrack. So it was nice hearing his take on it. Uh, Olivier Derivier, who we talked about last week, uh, did a majority of the music on the soundtrack. Really cool hearing uh, his take on the traditional Streets of Rage music because his stuff is usually more emotional and different because, you know, he composed things for like Greedfall and Plague Tale. And he's a great composer, though. He's very uh, robust. So it was interesting hearing his take on the traditional synth wavy, retro wavy style Streets of Rage music. That uh, Yuzo Koshiro perfected back in the early 90s. So cool to see Yuzo Koshiro back on the soundtrack, though. Yoko Shimomura's on the soundtrack. Great cast of composers, man. It was uh, really fun to listen to. Nice, dude.
2: Did it have like did it have a, a Sega
0: feel to it or an SNES oh, a- feel? A- absolutely. Ab- absolutely. It had the old style retro feel to it, which, you know, I, 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 I kind of wish Frank was on the episode this week because I don't know if he jumped into Streets of Rage 4 this week or not. Uh, probably didn't because I know he's been busy with work. But it would have been interesting to talk to him about it a little bit just because I know he was very much looking forward to the uh, the new Streets of Rage. So I'll have to get with him and see if he actually picked this up yet or not. Uh, I had fun with it, though. I, I really had fun with Streets of Rage 4. I wish it was longer. I don't think it's better than last year's River City Girls, even though on Metacritic it scored better. I think it's sitting a little bit higher than River City Girls. But I think that a lot of people like I don't know the best way to say what I'm trying to say here. A lot of people went into last year's River City Girls thinking it was going to be something different. And I think a lot of people skipped it because of that. But it's a much better beat em up game. <laughs> OK, gotcha. Yeah, it, it's a much better like when it comes to actual mechanics and gameplay River City Girls. But again, different developers. That was way forward. This one is. uh. <sighs> I don't even remember who the developers are for Streets of Rage 4s. Dot Emo was the publisher, but who developed it? Uh, Lizard Cube. OK, Lizard Cube developed it. So different developers. But man, it's worth checking out. It's worth checking out, even though it is short because of the nostalgia factors and it's Streets of Rage. If you enjoyed the original three or anything about the original three, check it out. It's it's definitely fun. And for 20 bucks, why not? Right. Yeah, that's and not too bad. Did you play any of the Streets of Rage dance back I, in the I day?
1: Didn't, no, I didn't. But I'm actually thinking about picking this up. I think I'm going to pick it up.
0: Mm-hmm just because i know you've been on like a sort of a retro kick lately i have uh, it might be interesting for you to check out some of these games like streets of rage 4 like uh river city girls especially i don't know if these are on and i don't think they are game pass or anything like that no i don't think i've seen them on there Yeah, I can't I can't say for sure if, if if that's on there or not. But if you ever do come across things like that on Game Pass or if you do just want to pick these up for 20 bucks, uh, you might enjoy these, especially because you've been enjoying things like Guacamelee, which does have some beat up style. Yes. Uh, combat to it, even though it is a Metroidvania.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely would. That's that again. That's the nice thing. I'm kind of jumping and kind of jumping into the Metroidvania games. It's really opened my eyes on a lot of stuff I've missed. And it's been nice going back to these games and playing. So I, I definitely definitely. think Streets of Rage is something I'm going to pick up and play.
0: Yeah, yeah. So hopefully hopefully we'll have Trouser of Mana. I keep saying it, but hopefully maybe we'll have that (laughs) to talk about next week. But even if we don't have Trouser of Mana next week to talk about, I do know, unless uh, Kyle gets called into work again like he did this week. He was supposed to be here on the episode this week. But uh, he got called into work last minute, so hopefully. But I think that was actually yesterday. Now we're recording on Sunday, and I think he's actually just home being uh, lazy and a bum. No, I'm just kidding. He's doing family stuff. (laughs) 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 But I think we'll have Super Mario Maker 2, the updates to talk about next week on the show. So we'll definitely have some other things to talk about besides just Animal Crossing New Horizons and whatever I've been up to. (laughs) Nice. It's time for this week's preview of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. We'll be taking a listen to Dark Wizard Geddes from Sorcerian, as this week Brian and Frank have the pleasure of listening to the soundtrack to this excellent retro release from Nihon Falcom. Enjoy. New episodes of BG Mania are available every Wednesday morning. Come join us on this weekly musical adventure. Let's get the game challenge update out of the way. Dan, have you finished anything?
1: I did. Speaking of Guacamelee, I beat Guacamelee too. Nice. Yes, such um. I, I loved the first Guacamelee, but the second one was so much better, and it was a lot more. Uh, it
0: was a lot harder. I told you the second one is better. Yeah, like yeah, the second so one is better. way better. Uh, that takes you up to nine games, then finishing Guacamelee too. So you are. I'm on. When pace, did you finish it? Did you did you actually finish that last month, or did you finish that this month? Uh, let me look at a calendar. No, I finished it last month. Okay, so you are on pace. Cause I remember yep. you had to finish one more game before the end of April. Yeah, so. I
1: knew I was close. So yeah, I finished it uh i finished i think it was midweek i might have been wednesday i finished it nice 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 uh sean have you finished
2: college (laughs) no man no i
0: i I haven't
2: i haven't man i i turned it i'm about to turn in this weekend one of the three assignments due before i i'm
0: done so maybe one day Maybe one day, guys. Maybe one day you'll actually have some games to talk about, and maybe, yeah, maybe other things to do besides uh, homework all 24 hours straight. Yeah, man, it's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I um, just like I talked about a few minutes ago. I finished Streets *Rage 4*, so I actually did finish a game this week. Just one, though. Takes me up to 52. Uh, I've been sitting at 51 games for like a month and a half. <laughs> It's crazy that I was able to take, like, a month break from finishing games, and I'm still at uh, 50-some games, and... I think I can actually still stay on pace by the end of the year and still finish 110 games, even though I did kind of stop there for a little while. I think I nice. can still do it. I mean, I'm already almost halfway there. So, and the year's not halfway over, but that sound right there means it is time for the quick time event. Oh, for those, maybe it's your first week joining us on max level. For those who are new, quick time event is a question and answer segment with us that you also get to participate in each week. We'll select a listener submitted question, which will be pulled from max level, leveled Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, wherever you want to contact us. If you have any questions, submit them to us, and we will answer it to the best of our ability in a quick fashion. You may then submit your own answers to maxlevelandongames.com or on social media, and next week on the show, we'll take the best ones and also read those on the air. Of course, if we get any. Let's see if we got any from last week. I want to say that we did. Uh, I, I remember Joe the Chode wrote in, but I don't know that he was talking about... The QuickTime event in particular, he was more talking about the transactions in Animal Crossing. Uh, he was saying that they're player to player, so it's not mandatory from Nintendo and they're all cosmetics. He was kind of agreeing with Kyle in that the cosmetic aspect of the characters don't bother him too much. Um, so so he was talking about that a little bit. Let's see. Did anybody else write in about the QuickTime? We've actually been getting a decent amount of comments. So it's, I do have to scroll a little bit. <laughs> uh, Davy Cake said that he agrees with Sean and that it doesn't enjoy the. Uh, a lot of people talking about our Animal Crossing discussion. Not so much the QuickTime event last week. Davy Cake's talking about the Animal Crossing discussion that we had, agreeing with Sean and that it doesn't affect his enjoyment of the game. Um, let's see. He checks here. in the mail,
2: buddy. Thanks.
0: <laughs> I
2: appreciate. You. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's it. So nobody actually responded to the uh, the quick time event. But we did have uh, Severn D, another great show, 50 games. Oh, damn. He's at 50 games for the quick time event. Yeah. So uh, also wow, said he dropped onto uh, Twitch and followed you, Dan. So that's cool. There. Yes. Yeah. Definitely appreciate that support. Nice. This week's quick time event question was submitted to us about two, two and a half weeks ago. Came from a listener by the name of Mike. Emailed maxlevelatlevelandongames.com just like you can. And he said, hi all. I've been listening to the podcast, both Max Level and BG Mania, for only a couple months now. And it took a minute to get used to the rhythm of the show. Now, it is one of my highlights for my drive to work. I still go to work because I'm essential, even though most days I don't do anything. I'm TSA at Tech in Seattle. Hi, Sean. <laughs> so <laughs> he's up is? in your area He's up in your area What's up, man? SeaTac, is that the That's the airport in Seattle, right?
2: Chances are You've probably seen My thingy bobber Through the x-ray Gross, thing Gross, Sean Gross, I son. appreciate you being no. <laughs> cool with it <laughs> I, I oh, appreciate man. you not laughing When I roll through there, man Thank who's you to, Who's to say he didn't laugh? Well, I mean I always look at all of them I'm like, don't you Don't you dare laugh Don't you do it <laughs>
0: I'm a grower, not a shower. I don't want to hear it. His email continues. I've been a gamer most of my life, even since I got even since I got an NES and later built my own PC for gaming way back in the day. I watched anime, D&D. And what is GURPS tabletop? I'm not familiar. I watched anime, D&D and GURPS tabletop and was a general nerd. I'm not familiar with what what GURPS tabletop is. I got to look it up now. GURPS tabletop. GURPS. Like like G-E-R-P? No, like G-U-R-P-S, the generic universal role playing system or GURPS is a tabletop role-playing game system designed to allow for play in any game setting. Oh, it was wow. created by Steve Jackson Games and first published in 1986 at a time when most such systems were story or generic specific. Uh Mike you have, you might have a couple years on us. You might have a couple yeah, years you, on us if you were it, playing Dungeons GURPS and GURPS,
2: man. That's, from, uh, that's uh from
0: 1986. I was born in 86 and Dan I yeah. think you were born in 84. Yes. And uh but but Dan doesn't isn't familiar with any type of lingo when it comes to uh RPG Type stuff. <laughs> I am not. I am gotta roll not.
2: that natural twenty, homie. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: What does that mean? <laughs> the The email continues. GURPS. I'm Welcome, glad you Mike. actually. I'm glad you actually mentioned GURPS because now it actually uh, gives me something more to look into. Um, oh, I don't right know if I'm on. gonna leave that in there because I feel dumb now that I didn't know that. So his email continues. I watched anime D&D and GURPS tabletop and was always a general nerd. However, it wasn't until my late 20s that I got into Magic the Gathering after I mentioned to my best friend that was the big nerdy thing that I always wanted to get into but never did. It turns out he played a bunch back in the day and we really got into it. After a while, I got into magic and transitioned to the MTG Arena, which I think Kyle has uh, talked about a bit on the show before. MTG Arena, yeah, that's still like in is that still in early access? Potentially, uh, I he said know. he played a little bit of Hearthstone and recently has been playing Legends of Runeterra, the League of Legends digital uh, card game. And I, man, I feel like someone was just talking about that recently. Uh, Legends of Runeterra. It just came out. Yeah. Gwent yeah. was big for a hot minute too, and he says this brings him to his quick time question. <laughs> All that lead up to the quick time question. Alright, it better be good, Mike. What other IPs would you think would make for a good digital card game? For him, being a major Fallout fan, he could see it working with different groups and weapons working together to fight rival gangs and players. <laughs> you suck well you don't like Fallout? no <laughs> fallout 76 with the card game mechanic shot <laughs> 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 you telling me that you're not in intro- no i'm just kidding <laughs> surprise <laughs> motherfucker yeah, right. uh, he said also, also on a side note he wanted to know if we ever listened to the eve online music
2: you know i played eve online back in the day actually um it was all right. I thought it was okay. I mean, it was pretty
0: generic from what I remember. I, I don't remember being floored by it. The gameplay or the music? The music. Okay, because I never played EVE Online, so I'm not familiar with the music too much. but don't um, well, you go I, ahead I w- and
2: submit that for your boy over on BG Mania, Mike. Maybe we'll play it in five well, years. Well, he
0: did He he did submit a track from... His email's kind of long. Uh, he also submitted a track from Wild Arms, Armed and Dangerous, speaking That's your... Uh, my boy. Your language, Sean. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're all dream chasers here baby don't worry about it he said p.s we do miss frank keep up the good work sincerely mike so Mike, that makes one
2: (laughs) (laughs) thank you damn thank you mike for that
0: email but getting back to the questions i miss miss frank too yeah like i said frank should hopefully be back at some point but getting back to his email what besides fallout which was his answer could potentially make a good digital kind of like collectible card game type thing
2: uh, you go first, guys. I don't. Know. I got a couple floating in my head, man.
0: I'm trying to think if there's man. Like obviously the big IPs that he mentioned. Have already been done, like Gwent and Hearthstone. So I was thinking, trying to off the top of my head, Zelda.
2: I thought of that too. I Uh, I, think that's a solid pick.
0: Like that's like I I was sitting here trying to think, like, and I and I almost felt stupid saying it, but I don't feel so stupid now that I said it because I do think (laughs) I do think a Zelda card game could work. I don't see why not. I think it could actually work. I mean, Nintendo has experience in the card game. Type of mentality already, you know, looking at Pokemon. So they know how to at least make something successful in that area. So, an established IP like Zelda, they could definitely maybe do something and turn. Maybe that's how Zelda comes to PC, at least initially. Maybe they put out a card game on Steam or a card game somewhere and it plays similar to Hearthstone and it plays similar to Gwent and all these games that have come out recently where, you know, you have a couple different enemies from the universe of Zelda and you put those in your deck and I don't know, I think it could work. I think Zelda could work. I do. Now that I'm yeah, picturing it in could. my head, I think Zelda could work. I
1: just posted a link in Discord. There's some kind of board game or something. Uh, Zelda board game. I think it's a board game. I'm not
0: sure. The Legend of Zelda Clockwork Realm. Yeah, that's cool. That One four player co-op cool. adventure campaign game. Where you play up to four different generations of Link, fighting through seven different temples, 72 unique enemies, seven bosses, until you finally confront Ganon himself. So this is a board game, but it does look like there's some card-based elements to it so not necessarily like a computer online card game this is a legit card game yeah yeah mixed up board awesome. game elements this looks really cool okay so zelda does work <laughs> that's not bad at all man i'm okay with it yeah so zelda definitely could work um
1: so i don't not- know i I'm not familiar with like the whole like digital card like stuff like that, but I I've I've seen a little bit. I I feel like, and I I seem to always go back to this, but Destiny could kind of (laughs) work.
0: Every time somebody (laughs) said something in uh, Destiny (laughs) for future future references, if you
1: got any other future QuickTime events, my answer will be Destiny.
0: (laughs) What was your favorite game growing up as a kid? Ah, for me, probably Destiny. <laughs> no see that's
1: another game i was bring up would be earthbound
0: yeah i know yeah. <laughs> that would be good man there's a theme here sean did you uh do you have a card game or no you don't need I one can't,
2: i can't decide between three actually i oh I don't actually know. you did say you had a couple yeah i i first of all i think super mario would be perfect I was thinking that as well. I think that they could definitely pull that off, and they've shown that there's versatility there. Um, I I I wouldn't lie. I think I would get into a Fire Emblem card game. I really Fire do. Emblem
0: could, Fire Emblem could definitely work.
2: Yeah, and then you know, of course, Final Fantasy could always have
0: a card game.
2: I think I think those three are solid. I think it does does
0: i think it does shut up uh it exists in eight and uh it also there is a trading card game for final fantasy not bad all right but i but i don't think it actually has like a a Gwent style Hearthstone style card game yet but maybe eventually but I but I do know there are some card game based stuff for Final Fantasy there you go
2: well hey thanks Mike
0: thank you Mike for uh, submitting question. that in yeah I definitely enjoyed that one and I enjoyed the length of the email so definitely when you submit these feel free to uh, let us know a bit how you're doing let us know what's going on in your life definitely enjoy reading more about you guys as well and if you have an answer to Mike's question feel free to email us games.com, social media like I said and we'll uh, uh, we'll put those on the air next week in QuickTime event. And if you have responses to anything we talk about, like I did earlier, I'll, I'll throw those in there, too. <laughs> OK, we're not. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll play the music for this segment anyway, because normally at this point we'd be transitioning to the uh, seven day for uh, seven day forecast. I must said forecast seven day forecast. But we don't have any like major games coming out this week. So we don't have a forecast this week but however we do have Metacritic results to get to from last week we did oh, four yeah. games four games last week we started out with Sakura Wars I said 74 Sean you said 77 Kyle said 79 and Dan said 85 we had 45 reviews, and 73 is the official Metacritic. So I was closest with my guess of 74. Woo! Gears Tactics was next. I said 78. Sean said 79. Kyle said 81, and Dan taking the low all the way down there with a 64. The there were 77 reviews. Wow! 81. Wow! The official Metacritic. Kyle dead on with his guess of 81. Moving out was the third game. (laughs) I said 82, Sean said 80, Kyle said 85, and Dan said 78. 18 reviews uh, for the PS4 version, 74, the official Metacritic, so lower than we all thought. Dan taking the point on that one with his low guess of 78. Which brings us to Streets of Rage 4. The last game we did, I said 85, Sean said 85, Kyle said 78, and Dan said 80. We had 37 reviews on the PC. 84, the official Metacritic. Myself and Sean closest with 85, which brings us to the winner this week with two points to everybody else's one. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Yeah. I finally won again.
2: Congratulations, Brian. You're the big bad booty duty champion of level down games. And you are going to do what the the pick of the week, the closing
0: remarks, the pick of this week, the closing remarks, but the pick of this week, uh, there is no pick this week. So uh, we will defer the pick of the week until the next week when we actually do have games present. So uh, I'll I'll just, I'll just remember that I, that I do pick next because there's nothing to talk about this week in terms of the seven day forecast. So in place of that, in place of that. We do have an interesting thing that I want to focus on here for a few minutes, because earlier last week, a major leak happened that I put in Discord. I actually tagged everybody because I wanted everybody to be aware of it. I don't usually do that in Discord. I don't like to tag people unless there's a legit reason to tag them. But this leak happened, and I wanted to be sure that everyone knew about it because it was a major leak in that The Last of Us Part Two, I think the entire game is out there now. <laughs> hey. I think the entire game in terms of cutscenes, story elements, everything was leaked, and it's really unfortunate that that happened shortly after the game got delayed. Indefinitely got delayed. Now, (laughs) since the leak happened, I feel like Sony's just saying fuck it and putting the game out because they announced that the release date for Last of Us Part Two is now June 19th, and they moved Ghost to Tsushima back a month to July 17th. Did you guys see this at all? I'm assuming you did because I tagged it in Discord. So uh, I, I know you're aware. I know you're aware of it at least. But did you did you look into this at all, Dan? Because I know you were talking a little bit about it on stream, I think.
1: I uh, I saw that the um, leaks had happened. I saw somebody had posted that the leaks had happened. That's just, you know, kind of like you did in Discord, trying to give everybody hey a heads up. This is out there, you know. You don't, if you know, don't want to ruin the game for you. Uh, so yeah, I made sure I stayed away from it. And at first, I thought the rumors were that a Naughty Dog employee, a disgruntled Naughty Dog employee, had leaked the information. But I believe Sony had come out and said. Uh, they figured out who leaked it, and it wasn't a Sony employee, and it wasn't a Naughty Dog employee. So I think that's, that's good. That's
0: right. I actually remember seeing, now that I now that you say that, I'm looking it up again. Uh, there was a report literally on Eurogamer a couple hours ago that it sounds like, okay, Jason Schreier tweeted, after talking to two people with direct knowledge of how The Last of Us 2 leaked, as well as some Naughty Dog employees, and I do trust Jason Schreier, he says that he has a good idea of what happened. The short version is that hackers found a security vulnerability in a patch for an older Naughty Dog game and used that patch to basically access Naughty Dog servers. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so that security vulnerability in a patch for a older Naughty Dog game was able to get hackers the access they needed to basically leak the entire fucking game of Last of Us Part 2. That's crazy, wow. man. That's crazy. That's, that's absolutely much, crazy. That's a yeah. level of dedication that is just unfathomable. Yeah, that's that's absurd. Uh, and like I said, they, they are massive spoilers. So please, please, please tread carefully over the next uh, month and a half until The Last of Us 2 does come out on um, June 19th. Because, like I said, every cutscene I believe has leaked. The ending of the game, like the the ending cutscene, that that's out there. I know people have seen it. Um, it it's a devastating leak. Like there's a everything's out there on this game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's probably a good thing that I've already, like I played it on stream. Like, I wonder if people that are like streaming it, uh, you know, on Twitch, I wonder if you got to worry about trolls coming into your chat and, you know, dropping, uh, last of us two spoilers or anything like that. Oh, I could almost guarantee there's assholes Uh, out there doing that. That's just how people are. (laughs) Yeah. Especially now that people are home, more people are home and bored and
0: stuff like that. So definitely be careful of the trolls. Exactly. Exactly. And definitely, uh, really really disappointing to see that happen especially because you know we all were relatively and still are looking forward to The Last of Us Part 2 so so to see it leak like that really unfortunate. I do think that is what caused the release dates though to get announced
1: Oh uh, 100 that's what. That's why I was shocked when I saw the news that the release date got announced I was like well how do you go from indefinitely to June 19th?
0: June 19th when, yeah, right? when it was just what May 19th or May 20th or something before the indefinite delay?
1: Yeah because I thought it would be outside Like, because, you know, we did it for Thunderdome. So I figured it'd be, you know, quarter three or something like that. I did not expect it. it.
0: Yeah. Like they, they, it was like legit supposed to come out in May and then it goes to an indefinite delay and then it goes to June. So if it was only going to be a month delay initially, they wouldn't have done an indefinite delay. Correct. So this really was in response to that leak. And then Ghost of Tsushima got affected a little bit because that was supposed to come out in June. That's okay getting bumped to July because you know, that's only a month and nobody's none the wiser on, on Ghost of Tsushima. And at least that game didn't leak. <laughs>
1: True. At least not yet. I mean who at least knows? Not yet. a lot of people I, are home
0: and bored. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, Sucker Punch has some, I guess, better security on their servers than Naughty Dog did. I'm sure they all stepped it up after that happened, though. <laughs> that's just crazy to find it like on a
1: prior game patch. Like that's that's insane. Well, they didn't find it
0: on well, the patch. They used the patch e- to correct. access the server. Correct, which literally housed everything. So I get, I can see how that like that that's it's crazy. It's devastating though. They they're right. It is absolutely devastating for them. So. uh definitely wanted to touch on that for a few minutes since we didn't have anything to go over for the seven day forecast. So that sucks, man. It really, really sucks. It does. Brian here from Level Down Games. Did you know we do more than just audio podcasts? Our main home on the Internet, leveldowngames.com, hosts all of our content and grows bigger every day. Whether it's an in-depth review for a new release game, a news article, an editorial piece, a reaction video or a new podcast episode, You can be sure to find all of this and more when visiting leveldowngames.com. With your continued support of us by visiting the website and either downloading or streaming the podcasts weekly, our goal of turning this passion project into a legitimate outlet is closer to our reach than ever before. Remember, that's leveldowngames.com. We'll see you there. But things sucking has just been kind of like a theme for 2020 because <laughs> we're, we're going back to some things getting canceled. But our main discussion this week is actually a relatively positive one. But we are going to start off with the negatives just to get them out of the way, because the physical event cancellations continue to roll in. Just this past week, we found out Evo 2020 was going to be moving to an all digital event from July 31st to August 2nd, with more details to come later, as well as GDC Summer 2020, already being confirmed to be an all-digital event after the physical event was canceled this past March. That's currently scheduled to run from August 4th through August 6th. But because of all these cancellations, enter Jeff Keighley and the Summer Game Fest 2020, which is a season of digital video game events from publishers, select playable content, in-game events, and more. It will run from May, so now, through May. August, Summer Game Fest 2020 will feature updates from the following game publishers and platforms. 2K Games, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Digital Extremes, EA, Microsoft, Private Division, Riot Games, Sony, Steam, Square Enix, and Warner Brothers. And that's just who are taking part in the Summer Game Fest. That's awesome. What I want to focus on this week is not the cancellations, even though we started with that. What I want to focus on is really now that the world... Is starting to reopen up now that states in the U.S. are starting to, you know, what is it today? I think, uh, on May 4th, here in Ohio, certain businesses and offices are able to reopen, vets are able to reopen, dentists are reopening, stores are starting to reopen later this week or next week here in Ohio. Obviously, Outside dining, yeah, like still practicing social distancing, still. Practicing a lot of like the health things and guidelines that we've put in place over the past two months, but the world is starting to reopen. And we knew it would come eventually because we can't stay closed forever. So as the world starts to reopen, we have to look toward the future to see what do we as gamers and what do we as people that enjoy seeing new game announcements, new things revealed, new platforms, new everything, what do we have to look forward to? And luckily, Jeff Keighley stepped in with this Summer Game Fest 2020. But what I want to focus on is really what encapsulates the entirety of that summer game fest 2020. So, the first major thing that we really have to look forward to is in just a couple of days. Like I said, this episode posts on May 4th. We're literally looking ahead to Thursday morning because we know that the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X blowout events are pretty much all but confirmed for later this month. Microsoft has already revealed when they'll be taking that main stage, and that is May 7th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. This showcase is a first look at gameplay from Xbox Series X games from its global development partners and third-party studios. So Microsoft themselves have said that they will showcase first-party games later this summer at a separate event so basically thursday morning this week we're gonna have a first look at actual gameplay from next gen and that's fucking exciting that's awesome is what that yeah. is yeah so this thursday we will have a reaction for it i'll probably just end up being live on uh on youtube for our for our youtube channel youtube.com forward slash on games if you're not subscribed yet make sure you are but i'm excited for that and because microsoft is coming out of the gate this week the same source that said Microsoft would be doing something this month also said that Sony would be as well. So I'm pretty sure we can count on Sony later this month to show off some PS5 stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, ready to see some time. PS5 stuff. Yeah, it's about time, man. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing what PS5 obviously is going to be bringing to the table. But I'm stoked for Thursday, guys. Like, I'm super excited to see what third party games we're going to see at this Xbox Series X. Event. Because we know, as they said, first party games aren't there. So we know Hellblade's not going to be there. We know Halo's not going to be there. We know Forza's not going to be there. We know Fable's not going to be there. Those are all first party games. Or I guess some of those like Fable maybe could be considered second party. But I don't think that's even going to be there anyway because it's being done by Playground Games. And I don't think Playground is owned by Microsoft yet. But they might be. So I don't know. But I'm excited to see what we're going to be seeing there. But then next month, around the same time that E3 was going to be taking place, we have several events. The first one is the PC Gaming Show, because the PC Gaming Show is still going to exist this year. It actually is happening on June 6th, and it's going to be a showcase featuring new games, never-before-seen gameplay footage, and announcements from some of PC Gaming's biggest and most interesting developers. So that's hopefully going to be exciting this year. Normally, the PC Gaming Show around E3 time is a, a snorefest. It's usually a time where I fall asleep listening to all the stuff that they talk about because it's generally <laughs> a boring show. The PC gaming show is generally a pretty humdrum, boring show. But the past couple years, they've tried to do some things differently, been trying to move it in the right direction. Now that it's an all digital event, now that obviously E3 is canceled, there aren't a huge uh, I'm sorry, there aren't a a a lot of places for some of these companies to come out and announce some of their games now obviously we're seeing the Summer Game Fest these reveal events some things we're going to talk about here shortly but a lot of people are probably going to be looking for these types of events to reveal their games now so it'll be interesting to see if the PC gaming show this year is able to get like a big name to, to reveal something on on their event this time I don't know I don't know hopefully it's not boring because like I said it's, it's generally a pretty boring time and uh, if They put together a boring show when there's nothing else going on, then they should maybe reevaluate their uh, plans for next year. Well,
1: yeah, because you're going to have, I mean, people are looking forward to this stuff. We've barely had any bit of exciting news. It's always been what's getting canceled next. So now you're going to have so many more eyes. So it's it's time to step your game up and let, let's see what you can show us.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So so that's why I'm excited to see like what these events have in store. Um, one that really I'm excited by is point number three on my list here. Games Radar Future Game Show taking place sometime in early June. So there's no actual like date for this one yet. And I think all these are just going to be under the umbrella of that summer game fest 2020 that Jeff Keighley is putting together. All these were announced before Jeff stepped in last week and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. So I think the summer game fest is going to be. All of these things and more like more events put together because Jeff did say that everything for this would be streaming on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere, like literally Mixer. I think it's going to even be on there. So uh, all these events are going to be everywhere. But the Games Radar Future Game Show early June, according to Games Radar, this broadcast is going to be about an hour long and it will contain exclusive trailers Announcements and deep dives on existing AAA and indie games, focusing on current and next-gen consoles, mobile, and streaming platforms, and it will be ex- supported by exclusive news, previews, and interviews. This I'm is okay exciting to me. This is exciting to me because this is, uh, you know, Games Radar is a, a relatively big website that. Woo! Doesn't necessarily get the same exposure that places like IGN and GameSpot do when it comes to like the big fish in the sea of video game outlet publications or media outlets. You know, like we we do fall into that umbrella, but we're super small. We are on the like bottom rung of the ladder still working our way, trying to climb our way up to the corporate ladder of the money in the bank, uh, (laughs) whatever, on top of Titan Towers this company coming up sunday baby does no, get <laughs> who cares <laughs> stone cold steve austin is entering himself in the royal rumble Exactly, exactly. He's entering himself (laughs) in the money in the bag. (laughs) But I'm excited to see what they what they do with this, because this could propel them to a lot more exposure, especially if they do get some big time announcements, some big time trailers and uh, maybe some big time news. Like this is actually going to be really exciting. I'm I'm so glad that we're now about a month away from the exciting time to be a gamer, even though E3 is not happening. Even though the coronavirus has basically shattered our industry for the rest of 2020 when it comes to physical things coming out, delays happening, events taking place. It's still exciting to see these uh, these things spring up, and especially when it's something new like this. This is really cool.
1: Yeah, it gets you very excited. Like I said, we've got nothing but bad news. So now we're finally, the weather's starting to get nice. We're allowed to come out of our homes a little bit, and now we're getting a lot of good video game news. Exactly.
0: Which takes us to IGN point number four, the IGN Summer of Games, also taking place in early June. IGN will be collaborating with a number of partners for the Summer of Gaming including 2K, Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, CD Projekt Red, Amazon, Google Stadia, Twitter, Devolver Digital, Frank's Favorite, THQ Nordic, and more. (laughs) Expect more details in the coming weeks. The event will include live broadcasts and on-demand programming featuring IGN's editorial coverage of the work of game developers from around the world. So this is actually a really cool thing that they're doing here as well, because IGN saw the need for something to take place sometime in June around the time of E3, and they put together their own thing. Featuring a multitude of different publishers and developers. But the cool thing that IGN is going to try to do is they want to do more on-demand stuff featuring like the developers from these studios. So I'm actually really intrigued by that. Plus, there's a lot of crossover with the companies IGN announced and then the companies that Jeff Keighley announced for the Summer Game Fest. So I'll be curious to see like if we see repeats at those events or if that just if Jeff Keighley announcing 2K and announcing, you know, Square Enix and Sega and Bandai Namco and all these companies if he announced them because they are taking place as part of the IGN Summer of Games. And now that's being kind of wrapped up into the Summer Game Pass. I'm not sure either we're going to have a multitude of different announcements from multiple companies or these are just all part of the same thing.
2: I don't know. Yeah, it'll I, w- be, I, mean, I wouldn't be upset if they no. did separate events. You know, it's it's fine. <laughs> I feel like there's so much room for them to be able to do all of this throughout the entirety of summer. And to be honest with you, I I would welcome that if I'm looking for updates about the PlayStation or the Xbox or something like that, because then you could space out what you want to release and what you want to talk about. It, it might be more fun to see that than just a big reveal. I don't know. Maybe that's it's just not what we're used to. Right. So I'm, I'm interested to see like what they would do with that format. If, if Sony was invited to take part, and all of these events, would they? I mean, would they release little details here and there
0: or would they just say,
2: no, we're just going to go to
0: IGN and, and just blow it, you know? Well, that's that's what's exciting because this is largely an unknown territory type of thing. Like we are treading waters that we're not relatively used to right now because, you know, we're used to E3 next month is the event where everything happens and Gamescom later in August is usually a follow up to that and so on and so forth. But now with all these events not happening, we we do have to find other ways to still get information out there, still get these previews into the hands of the people that need the most, get the articles onto the Internet for people to read about these games. So it is going to be exciting to see how these events come together in the grand scheme of things. But we are going to enter the realm of speculation a little bit here for a second, because Nintendo's next Nintendo Direct, which everybody assumed would be next month, is actually not and going to be taking place in June. So Nintendo is basically telling their partners and other publishers that we're going to make announcements at their next Nintendo Direct to reveal their games on their own time if they don't feel like waiting, as Nintendo needs more time for their own first-party games as they shift to a work-from-home mentality with the ongoing health pandemic. So it sounds like Nintendo might be struggling a little bit for 2020 in terms of getting new things out for the rest of the year.
2: Which is what we were worried about
0: earlier this year, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: I, that's that's the number one title that I think would be affected is Zelda because they they didn't, even oh, for sure. out, for sure. they didn't even put out that much info on it already. And they were promising it. What like when when, when was it supposed to come out? Was it 2022? Well, they, they didn't actually
0: they didn't actually attach a, a date to it. It just said now in development. Everybody was oh, just speculating okay. it was going to be later this year. Right. And uh, I do think it probably at one point they probably were trying to get it out this year. But that's definitely not happening. I actually yeah. am starting to think that Nintendo is not going to really have much for this year besides what has already been announced. So that's uh, going to be able- oh no it is especially as they said they are shifting to a more work from home mentality. So that's definitely going to put a, a hindrance on their development cycles and definitely delay install some things. But it's going to be interesting to see now that Nintendo is not having a Nintendo direct next month. And this is coming from the same source that, uh, that knew when the last two Nintendo directs were going to take place. So I'm fully confident that this is a a legit source and It'll be exciting, I guess, I guess not exciting is not the right word, but it'll be interesting to see when Nintendo actually does a Nintendo Direct now, because with all these things taking place in June, obviously the Summer Game Fest we know is supposed to go through August. So I wonder, you know, Jeff Keighley's thing, I wonder if Nintendo will try to do something in there or if maybe they just wait now for September, because usually after June, the next direct after that is in September. Right. So do they wait now to the fall and then try to say, you know, because what do they have? They have Xenoblade coming later this month. They have the Mario Maker 2 update, obviously the Animal Crossing updates throughout the rest of this year. But then really, they don't have a ton of other things left Yeah, they're really scraping the bar- bottom of the barrel. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if they try to to ride the summer on what's already out in Xenoblade and then maybe try to say, alright, and then here's like two games coming in the fall, then that's it for Nintendo this year. If so, that sucks for the Switch, man, because the Switch was riding so high yeah. and, and doing so well in terms of sales that if, if they can't keep the momentum going with the games, then then I could definitely see these sales declining for sure.
1: Yeah, because I mean, with all the announcements, you know, the next gen announcements we're gonna get from Sony and Microsoft. I mean those are gonna be gut punches to Nintendo and they gotta they gotta give us a, a something to kinda fight back.
0: Yeah, for sure. So Nintendo is definitely a, a big unknown. But there's also a big unknown in Ubisoft. Now, Ubisoft did just last week on Thursday announce Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is a basically God of War sequel from 2018 <laughs> or 2019 or whatever it was. awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Can't wait but, to play God of War 2. It, but it looks really fucking rad. Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, later this holiday season coming to current gen and next gen PS5, Xbox Series X versions were confirmed. That trailer was incredible. It was definitely CG, but it was an incredible looking trailer. And I'm very much looking forward to it. But Ubisoft generally around E3 time has their own show where they show off Assassin's Creed. They show off a bunch of things that they're working on. So if you've noticed, Ubisoft has not been included in any of these lists yet. IGN didn't mention Ubisoft. Games Radar didn't mention Ubisoft. Jeff Keighley didn't mention Ubisoft. So I'm curious what Ubisoft is going to do with all of these events not happening. Do they decide to hold their own event still? Because they could. They absolutely could because Ubisoft could just do a direct style video and, and do off, you know, sh- announce everything that they would have normally done for an E3 showcase. They can totally still do that. And I kind of hope they do. I was kind of hoping that some of these places like Ubisoft, like Devolver Digital, like Bethesda, like Square Enix, I was kind of hoping that they would do their own direct style videos next month to still announce things. But now that Jeff Keighley announced this is Summer Game Fest and all this, it could just all be wrapped up as well. I know it's kind of confusing and I'm talking fast, but I'm really excited about all this. Like, I, I'm excited that we actually have something to be excited for.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's 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 definitely getting me excited. We, you know, we've been sitting at home, trapped, just playing some of the same games, you know, we've been talking, you know, about Animal Crossing, which, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with that. But it, it's going to be nice to finally get some actual, like, news and start talking about some of this stuff. It's really got me
0: excited. Yeah, some some positivity, some things, you know, Sean, we need to get Sean's voice heard more on the podcast. He's just sitting there, probably sleeping.
2: Yeah, man, what's up? I, I just, I just heard my name and snapped out of a <laughs> yeah, it's little been hours. I mean,
0: he's <laughs> probably sleeping over there on this right now. <laughs> what's that, man? What did you guys think, though? Sticking on Ubisoft for a second, what did you think of Assassin's Creed Valhalla? At least what we saw and what they decided to reveal through like the description so far.
2: I feel like it looks really good but at this point Ubisoft could take any character from any time in the history of the world and put a hidden blade on it and be like hey it's an Assassin's Creed game guys like no matter what we just got that little hidden Assassin blade and we're good and, and you know what I actually
0: I think that's actually fun. I like that. No I think that's the way that's the way that it should be because the the franchise has been moving in that direction and- the past couple of years. And I was kind of making fun of Kyle uh, about it a little bit in Discord. He got all defensive. <laughs> I don't know if he saw that. He's like, I'm not saying. I'm not blah, blah, blah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I, I, don't, I don't even remember what bullshit he was spouting off. I got to look it up. But uh, I, I just think that people being so, like, bewildered and dumbfounded is the word that I used by Assassin's Creed Valhalla in that, you know, like you said, you can put a hidden blade on any character and basically turn them into an assassin and make it an Assassin's Creed game, but that's how Origins was, and that's how Odyssey was, and those games were about a hundred times better because of it. You look at Odyssey, which I think is the best Assassin's Creed game ever, and before that, my favorite was two, I think Assassin's Creed two probably would have been yeah, my favorite before two, that.
2: Two was pretty good. I mean, Black Flag is a cult favorite, of course, of course, and and those are great
0: games. But Three was I think garbage. that yeah, of yeah. course, it was. But two probably (laughs) was my favorite before Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But Odyssey completely blew that away with its updated gameplay mechanics and just updated model. And to see them taking that model and further expanding it, further deepening the RPG mechanics, further deepening some of the things that we get to do through in the world, I'm super excited in the direction or for the direction that Assassin's Creed has been moving. So I think those that were kind of shocked by Valhalla haven't been paying attention too much to what Assassin's Creed has been doing because this is a, this is plain as day that was moving in this direction. And I think the series is going to benefit because of that, because they're not locked to specific characters now. They're not locked to a specific family line that enters the Animus and only they can go back in time. You know what I mean? Now it's anybody. Yeah. Now it's, it's anything. It. Yeah. Yeah, the flexibility is huge. Now, so it's it's so cool to see what they're doing and uh, everything we've been talking about is all going to culminate on August 24th with Gamescom opening night live with Jeff Keighley. The physical event for Gamescom, it was announced last week as well that the physical event is not happening. Gamescom will be an all digital event this year, but uh, Gamescom opening night live. I'm excited for that because they had some big announcements last year and that was a really cool show for so for Jeff Keighley to bring that back. And that's going to be like the big culmination of this summer game fest with an event on August 24th. At least we know like, okay, if we haven't had an announcement for so-and-so by the 24th of August, maybe we'll get it there. Maybe Rocksteady appears and gives us that new Batman game or gives us that new Superman game or gives us whatever the fuck they're working on. Maybe Rockstar shows up and Rockstar ain't doing shit. Never mind. They're not going to show us Grand Theft Auto 6 (laughs) (laughs) yet. That would be awesome, though. Yeah. (laughs) They're not going to show us anything yet, but I'm so excited to know or to see what we're going to know by the end of the summer. Like, I wish I could fast forward to, like, September to see where we stand in terms of, like, what's been announced and what's been delayed and what's coming out this fall now. And are we still getting next generation this year or not? Like, I'm so excited to see where we're going to stand as an industry, as gamers. What's playable by the end of summer? What's on the horizon for the near future. And what's like two years away still.
2: (laughs) Well, I guess I feel like now's the time where we have to actually start doing something with it. I mean, we said that now's the
0: time to start doing something with your life, Sean.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. But more so I'm talking about how Sony hasn't done anything and they're still saying they want to release this console come November, December of this year. I mean, that's not a whole lot of time away. Start talking, Sony. There's a lot of promotion and things that you got to do, and there's a lot of things that you have To rebut from Microsoft to get people to yeah you know uh I don't know rebut rebut let's see (laughs) I've I've been up for a while let's see here define rebut is there is that a word oh it's it's rebuttal (laughs) another term for rebutter no that's not it rebutter (laughs) like rebutter your toast (laughs) yeah yeah put it on for a second go oh anyways Microsoft came out swinging like months ago. And Sony hasn't done anything, and now's the time, man, because you don't want to come September and be like, okay, here's the system. Like everyone's already hyped for this Microsoft unit. I think now's the time to build the hype for the Sony product, too. So I'd love to see more come out with all these events. I think it's a great time to start talking about the next gen, especially while everyone is looking for it. They're starving. They're they're hungry. They're gonna pay attention. It's, it's not gonna get lost in anything else. Like the biggest news this week was that Andy Dalton signed with the Cowboys for a year i don't know what else i don't know what else is going on in the world you know what i mean like that's it (laughs) well the exciting
0: thing is sean is that we only have a couple days to wait like i said thursday morning 11 a.m eastern 8 a.m pacific we are going to have the first gameplay reveal event for the xbox series x and uh, i am definitely planning on on doing something live for that because i'm excited for this i'm really excited for this event this week Yeah, I kind of want to call off work and
1: just uh, do a live thing with you. Do it. Thinking about it. not going to lie.
0: I think you should. (laughs) Yeah. I think you should. I think you should take a personal day. I think we should get Kyle because Kyle's already off on Thursdays unless he got called into work. I I think he's probably going to be working. But if he's not, we can get Kyle. We could tell Sean just to skip school that day and uh, we'll uh, (laughs) and Frank, maybe he'll be uh, alive by then. No, probably not. But you Maybe should not. Dan, you should do it with me. You've never done one with me before. So you should call no, off work. Yeah. We're 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 te- we're putting it in now. Do they listen? We're telling them now. I don't think so. I don't think anybody Dan's from work. Dan's work. But... He's not going to be there on Thursday. We're telling your wife now. You're not going in on Thursday.
1: <laughs> I think I got a little, <laughs> a little got, got a little bit of that
0: coronavirus going yeah. on, so you got to stay home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> deep throat. Yeah, walk in with a fever over 100, they'll send me home. Something going on with the deep throat over there.
1: uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Yeah. But tune in this Thursday. We'll have uh, we'll have more information. I know we haven't been using Twitter that often, but I will tweet out when uh, when we're going live and all that stuff for this event on Thursday. So hopefully it'll be more than just me. But worst case scenario, hey, it will be just me. So. <laughs> But let's jump to a little, oh yeah, kickstart my heart. And I had a hard time figuring out what we were going to do this week, and I'm still not convinced on this one, but I want to talk about it and convince myself on this one as we talk about it. The name of the game is Weaving Tides. You get to ride dragons and patch up a world made of magic and textile in this Zelda-esque puzzle adventure. So I looked at the video, I looked at the gifs, and I looked at the screenshots, and I was like, okay, I like the color palette. It's a very artistic, interesting looking game. But that's all I saw. Now I've got to sell myself on the game. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Weaving Tides is a charming single-player adventure set in a world of magic and textile. Ride on the backs of carpet dragons and explore a stunning textile landscape as you soar above and dive below the weave. Call your weaver and set out on a journey to explore ancient dungeons, solve puzzles, challenge quirky creatures, and unravel the great mysteries of a long-forgotten past. Dive into an enchanting woven world and reveal secret pathways? Stitch and cut your way through the textile landscape and wrap up your foes using your weaver's unique stitching abilities. Solve tricky textile puzzles which are scattered across the world. Conquer Zelda-like dungeons, but beware of their fearsome guardians. Befriend three different weavers, choose the one that fits your playstyle, outfit your weavers with mystic embroideries to enhance their abilities, and of course, uncover hidden mysteries packed in a charming story. And there is a demo. So if you uh, wanna check it out, there is a demo. So uh, based off that, based off what I've seen so far, I'm intrigued because what it's reminding me of so far, obviously, it's very Nintendo. They're not making that, like, hidden. They're talking about Zelda in the actual Kickstarter, so they definitely are taking inspiration from Nintendo. But I'm not I, I'm not just seeing Zelda. Like, the way that the game is set up and the way that the graphics are, it reminds me very much of, like, what Nintendo is willing to experiment with and try with things like Yoshi's Woolly World and Yoshi's Crafted World and uh, what we recently saw from EA with, like, under. Unravel and Unravel 2. It's definitely got elements of those style of games in it. And that has me somewhat intrigued because it looks kind of interesting to play.
1: Yeah, it's definitely uh, a, a different looking game. Uh, but anytime you uh, throw the word Zelda in, um, you've definitely piqued my interest. So that's what I'm kind of scrolling through right
0: now and taking a look at everything. It looks like a very beautiful game. Yeah, like if you keep scrolling down, like if you look at the inspirations, I know Kyle, uh, Kyle, I wish you were here on this one and definitely check this game out again. It's called Weaving Tides because they even mentioned Bastion. They said that they're a beautifully crafted story and lush, vivid environments like seen in Bastion. So definitely take inspiration from that. An epic adventure filled with challenges like in Legend of Zelda and creative puzzles and witty interactions with your surroundings like in Tearaway. Uh, All three great games. So Uh, gameplay wise, it says what we'll be doing. All the mechanics and weaving tides are inspired by textile crafting techniques. The weaver dragon you ride has a ribbon tail that flows behind it as you fly. It serves a Variety of purposes and is the key to completing the challenges of the Woven World. So, like solving puzzles with the yarn-style textile elements, dude, this looks actually really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm liking
0: it more and more that I see. I see like you. The, can... the, the, the the further you scroll down, the more and more I'm seeing how like the textile puzzle elements come into play and how. A lot of these, like, elements and mechanics can be used to solve puzzles in a very Zelda-esque way. Like, it's basically a, man, like, if if Nintendo did with Zelda what they've done with Yoshi, it would look like Weaving Tides. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh. Yeah, I, I, I actually think this is a very Nintendo-esque take on this style of gameplay. And the name of the uh, the name of the studio, I'm intrigued to see what they do with this. It's what are they called? Follow the Feathers. They're based out of Austria, and it looks like this is their first game that they're doing on Kickstarter. So I'm intrigued to see how this team handles it Uh, looking at the tiers the cheapest way to get in is 19 US dollars to get you a digital copy of the game a welcome pack obviously the uh, name of the credits and they are saying November of this year so they are saying for now the game is set to come out in 2020.
1: Yeah, and if you do the 22 dollars tier, you'll get if you want to play this on the Nintendo Switch, you'd get a digital copy for the Switch for 22 US dollars. So that's not bad. That's only bad three
0: dollars more exactly. than the PC version. And this, and this just, is definitely a Switch yeah, game. 100. <laughs> the uh, man, look! Look at the GIF. Right above the world, like it's a red and or pink and white or red and white dragon, and it like sh- it's like it basically looks like what would be a uh, a boss because it talks about the boss and then it shows the gif. Um, it's it's about it's in the combat section. I'm trying to like kind of pinpoint where it's at, but that boss, the red and white dragon, looks very much like a Zelda boss. <laughs> yes, 100. The way the way that it goes in and out of the ground and like comes yep. out of the wall, uh, dude. This this is basically. The Zelda game for this fall. <laughs> now that we're not getting Breath of the Wild two, yeah, this is the Zelda true, game for this fall. <laughs> they might be able to capitalize on that. You know? They could. And and looking through this, man, I'm I'm glad that I picked this one because again, didn't know anything about it when I picked it. Just randomly picked it this morning based on the name and the the art palette used. I'm in, I'm digging this a lot now that I read more and more about it. Uh, soundtrack looks like is being done. I always like to look at the soundtrack. Uh, looks like it's being handled in-house at the studio by Timo, Jaegersberger, and Frank Schlick. Um, did not get a chance to listen to the soundtrack, though, so uh, maybe I'll do that as soon as we're done and, and see how it is because I'm always intrigued by soundtracks. Yeah, I can listen to it now. Is it good? It's not bad. I listened to the first track so far. Uh, it's not bad. Let's take uh, Into the Spun Forest is the next one I'm li- okay sounds like a little pan flute maybe or some type of flute a well, definite wind instrument but it's very zelda but that's kind of what I wanted i like i listened and Clicked the music to see if it sounded Zelda esque and it does, and that's all I asked for. So nice, it looks like you can do a little
1: customization too.
0: Yeah, this, this oh, is yeah, cool, yeah. man. Check it out. Go to uh, go to kickstarter.com, look up the game. It's called Weaving Tides, W E A V I N G Tides, T I D E S, like the uh, tide pods we used to eat. So, Weaving <laughs> Tides, <laughs> dude. I am I'm so out of it that
2: when you brought the name up, the first thing that came to my head was this. <gasps>
0: <laughs> like well, well thank god dan was on the show this week because sean kind of kind of forgot you were even here i don't think you've said anything since the beginning no i kidding bro i forgot i was here <laughs>
2: <laughs> like i'm like uh, doing the, the head bob thing you know yeah oh man Woo. You need a little uh, you need a little D fuel in your life. That's what, what you a, need. What a, <laughs> need. A
1: little D fuel.
0: <laughs> oh, Check it man. out kickstarter.com weaving tides. Oh, <clears throat> get some of that D fuel. But the Jay final words down. this week. I actually do get the final words and my final words this week are Sean, go to sleep. <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't even know man. Those are my know. final words though. <laughs> We're ending the show because Sean you need to go to sleep. Yeah, get some sleep. Looking back at
2: me. <laughs> I've uh, that's my go to right there, baby. Oh, all right. Well, that key. is
0: going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Max Level made possible by games.com. And thanks again to Dance of the Dead for all the awesome music. Woo! Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if we dropping over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash games. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, why you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash games and click that follow button. or Remember, we will be uh, doing something this Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific for that Xbox Series X gameplay reveal event. It'll be me for sure. Hopefully, Dan, if he can get the dime off from work. And uh, speaking of Dan, make sure you're following him. Twitch.tv forward slash kraizd 11 one Crazed D11, sponsored by D-Fuel.
1: Yes, and I am you four. win. Four followers away
0: from 100. Four. Let's make it happen this week. Yes, Let's make please. it happen this week. Let's get you to 100. Let's make it happen. If you're listening and you've not yet followed Dan, we just need four of you just to just get us four. to 100. And, uh, yeah. and, and that's the goal for this week. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> Stocking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Do it. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach max, max level. Max oh. level, baby. All right, Sean. You're crazy, Sean. Always smell. No Go to sleep, little Sean. I've been, I've been up for 26 hours, no baby. to sleep. For If Kyle was here, he would tell you to stay awake. <laughs> Goodbye.